Hello and welcome to the movie podcast after show for The Last of Us, episode six. You know, we've been we've been counting down these last couple episodes of The Last of Us and giving you this breakdown, this amazing behind the scenes, really, from the perspective of us. And if you're wondering who us are, we are the last of us in the terms of the podcast world, I believe. And my name is Shabazz. And of course, I'm joined by my other Cordycep compadres, Daniel and Anthony. Daniel, start off with you. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm great. You know, I, I think it's a big missed opportunity that we did not call the show Cordycep Compadres. I think we should have definitely like called that? the show this. I, I liked like it. it. It rolls right off the tongue. It's not yeah. difficult to say at all. I didn't say no. it slow because no. I was worried about messing it up. <laughs> right? Cordycep not compadres. at all. Cordycep right? <laughs> a couple I got of CCs. It. <laughs> a couple of CCs out here. No, I'm doing great. You know, we're back. You know, it, it, it's funny that it felt I'm like, wow, we haven't done this in a while, but it's also because last week's episode came out on the Friday to avoid the Super Bowl. Right. So we've been off for an, an extra couple days. So I'm like, man, I'm I want to talk about The Last of Us. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It, it definitely felt weird. I'm like, oh, yeah, we haven't recorded this yet. We probably should get on that ASAP. Uh, and, of course, joined by my other Cordyceps compadre, my Cordyceps colleague, uh, a- Anthony. Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm living my Cordyceps life right now. Just being oh. a, a Cordyceps. I, I, th- I think if I say it enough times, I'll never make a mistake saying that word ever again. If anyone said, what's that virus that affected those people on that show? <laughs> I'll be right up there saying cordyceps. You'd burst yeah. right in. And I'm your cordyceps compadre. <laughs> You'd burst through the door and be like, cordyceps. Like, like the right Kool-Aid away. band. Cordyceps. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'll break through a wall. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I I totally yeah, I know that people are always talking about this, so I totally get why you'd want to be saying that. But I think if you do say it in the mirror three times, you do turn into a clicker. So you got to be careful. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's uh, worth trying. It's we worth don't trying. we don't want that to happen yet. I think like oh, later however, on in life, me, personally, later on in life, when I'm uh-huh. at that point, I'll do it so I can. So I can. So some people have like a retirement plan. You have a, just a cordyceps plan. Like you're like, when I hit 65, I'm quitting my job and turning into a clicker. Exactly. Yes. That's that's. You go clicker. You wouldn't go right? bloater. You don't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to do. No, you want to do bloater. Clicker just, they're so. You know, like they're so grumpy and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, at least clickers mm-hmm. are like. Click click click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I hear them in the game. It's true. What about it's a stalker? True. Would you be a stalker? No, they're they're creepy men. Yeah, but I mean, wouldn't do they're it. always the in name, the dark. The name, it's fitting. Yeah, Ooh. always in the dark. They're lurking. They have cameras out too for some reason. They're like, <laughs> is that something? <laughs> is that That's something a little paparazzi? Like, <laughs> they've got little Polaroids. They're like, <laughs> for my wall. <laughs> this will show up very soon. <laughs> That's them. Oh, but but because they're but Daniel, you're right. But they do shake pretty quickly, right? Because of the virus. So maybe the Polaroids develop quicker. Does shaking a Polaroid picture make it develop faster? Yes. Let's ask Outcast, who I believe did, yes. you know, say that if you shake it fast enough, it will. That is confirmed. That is science. That is science. That is science. Because the molecules in the air, when mm-hmm. when you shake, the molecules in the air attach themselves to the print, and then create, you know, whatever it. it it initiates the chemical inside that print. I'm just making this shit up. I don't. No I don't know idea. enough about molecules. <laughs> to, listen, to listen. This. I have the correct answer. Okay. And 
Anthony was incorrect, but oh. goddamn was he convincing about he it. He was though. very. Because I'm like, yeah, but that makes total molecules sense. Molecules throwing me. me off, though. I was like, yeah, the, mo- too, the molecules too in too the safe. air with the gyrations of the Polaroid gyrations. actually activate with the Polaroid film. I was like, dude, you have me. I, I, <laughs> wow. I trust you. What money wow. do I have to invest in Polaroid technology? We clearly need that. <laughs> Mr. Bag. Polaroid over here. I didn't yeah. realize. <laughs> so, yeah. Daniel, what is the true answer? Do you have it? Uh, no, it doesn't. A Polaroid will take as long as a Polaroid needs to develop. That's it. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, it's not as exciting. I'll be honest. It's not as exciting to be a stalker with a Polaroid camera out there. Now it does. Saying. Yeah, it yeah. does. <laughs> it does. They, they might even die before they get a chance to print. It's that most likely they will. 100%. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Well, of course, we are the movie podcast. And like I mentioned in the beginning, we are doing these, these little, not little, but we're, we're doing these after shows for The Last of Us every Sunday, or I guess one last week was last Friday. And who knows? The Oscars are also falling on a Sunday, and so is this last episode. We have theories that they may switch it around or they may not switch it around. We'll have to wait and see when that actually does happen. But you can always catch a brand new episode of the after show right after the show premieres, which is kind of fitting, right? But also, if you want to catch other episodes of, of the movie podcast, Hello, welcome. You can follow us on the Movie Podcast at Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And we are at the Movie Podcast and all those things. But you can follow our show every single Monday. We drop an episode. And throughout the week, we drop reviews, interviews, and different really cool things. We have a lot of cool contests as well coming up or some that just finished. So if you are a winner of those contests and you have been listening to our show, thank you so much for entering and being here with us. We are talking about episode six today. And, you know... Oh, sorry. Really quickly, before I do that, Daniel, I think you have some announcements, especially I do announcements relating to episode five. What could have happened in the last little week? Well, let me tell you this week on the movie podcast, the day we're recording this, actually. So it's Friday, February 17th. Just some insider baseball for you. Uh, we did release an, a required episode. This is required watching, required listening. We were able to speak with Lamar Johnson, who plays Henry in this very show that we're talking about, Lamar, you already know how incredible he is in the show. Um, and we actually had him for a good chunk of time, 20 minutes, that we were able to talk with him about his performance, how he got cast in the role. There's so much that we get into, of course, full spoiler. So I implore you, go check out that episode with Lamar Johnson. It's one of my favorite interviews that we've ever gotten to do. Uh, he really got to open up with us about the character and the whole process and everything. So go watch it. Um, yeah. Thank you to our friends at Crave Canada for making that happen for us. Thank you for Lamar for sharing his time with us. We had an amazing time. Also, there's lots of amazing episodes out on the feed, like Shay was saying. If you want to catch our interview with Catherine Newton of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, you could do that. We also have a review out for that film as well, too. So there's lots to look forward to, lots to listen to, lots to watch here on the movie podcast. And I definitely want to, you know, just take a second and just thank everybody who engages with all of our posts on social media. Um, a like goes a long way. And I just want to thank you. I know Anthony is the same and Shay is the same. Anytime anyone engages with our stuff, all it is doing for us is hoping to get our message, what we're doing here out there to more people. So if you, if you see us on social medias, if you see us on Instagram, if you see us on Twitter, if you like what we post, if you like what we're doing, you know, like it, retweet it, share it to your story, share it to a friend's, that means the world to us. And if I could ask that, if, if we could ask that of you, please, that goes a long way. So please engage with our content on social media. There are so many incredible videos and posts and everything that 
that's out there that you could always kind of keep the movie podcast in your life in a way if you want so definitely do that and i want to say thank you to everyone who's been joining our discord and leaving us a lot of love there as well too um i also want to say of course with all of our episodes this month uh they are brought to you in partnership with manscaped so check out our show notes below for 20 percent off and free shipping using promo code MoviePod. Look at these lovely groomed gentlemen here. I went a little shorter this time just to make sure that I still looked youthful. And guess you were what? Testing I do. It. You were testing the limits I was. of the manscape. I was. I'm like, could it cut this like iron, like, like, uh, what's, oh my God, what's the, I'm not, <laughs> I was going to say Teflon. Of yours? No, what's, uh, what's the, um, the armor that Kevlar. Frodo gets? Oh, oh no, sorry. he doesn't have Kevlar. <laughs> Mithril. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think you were gonna mention Frodo, so I was like, "Oh, I know you were ready. You are ready." I'm like, "Yeah," because I'm like Teflon, uh, Kevlar, Mithril. Yeah. Now I just want a, a Photoshop of Frodo with like a SWAT badge, just, just, just a just a Kevlar a vest. vest. He's on. like, yeah. "Yeah, shoot me right here. It's gonna protect me." No, do it. Um, you know, I went I went a little bit shorter this time, but yes, use promo code MoviePod get twenty percent off free shipping that is worldwide uh we we love working with manscape we want to continue that relationship but yeah there's lots going on here in the movie podcast so thank you Shane. i'm going to pass it back to you to take us away on this episode just caught it thank you for the great pass there um you know what i'm, I'm really excited to talk about this episode because <laughs> yes i cried a lot during this episode because i think that's kind of been the the theme so far of the show right it's how many times can you cry uh, with, you know, just continuing watching a, a single television show. And in this episode, we kind of do start off with, you know, the effects that we were left with in the last episode with Henry and Sam and and the, the brevity that that kind of brought and the change that that brought to Ellie and also at the same time to Joel. It brought them closer together as well. And this episode starts off a little different. We're introduced to some some other characters. We don't know who they are, really. They're kind of just living their life. And we find out that Joel has kind of snuck into this cabin of sorts in the in the wintertime right now. We're seeing snow on the ground. And he's trying to basically interrogate these people to find out where a certain uh, campsite is, where, where they're trying to get to in Jacksonville, Tennessee. And it's a really interesting moment because the, the lady who's sitting there uh, named Florence, played by the lovely Elaine Miles, she's just kind of like so chill about it. Like, it's almost like she's high. Like, she's just like, yeah, like. He, he came in, I couldn't reach for the gun fast enough, you know, like it's just, <laughs> and then you see the wonderful Graham Greene, you know, playing Marlon, just kind of like, what do you, like, legendary. What do you mean? Yeah, absolutely legendary. Yeah. Just kind of like, what, what do you mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I, I left you alone. You didn't scream or call for help. And it, it just seems like this weird moment where everything's so chill. They're just kind of having this great weird moment, but he's also like, kind of like interrogating them, trying to figure out the answers, but yeah. also just kind of interrogating him. So Daniel, I'd love to kind of get what how you thought this opening sequence went. You know, there's a lot of moments that occur uh, pretty much up until that, that campfire we get. Yeah, the, it's so funny. I mean, I love this opening because, you know, Joel's coming in. Joel's going to be all tough. And I think he just meets these two, like this elderly couple that he's not expecting. And she obviously is getting a kick all of this because um, obviously with the, when Graham Greene's character, you know, came in, you know, Ellie and Joel were already had been there. And he, I think she just loves Ellie because Ellie is just like a little spitfire swears. And she laughs anytime. Like she tries to be tough or anything. Right. Um, and she even made them soup. Right. So it's like, she, I like there, she could tell that there wasn't a threat there, but what I really loved in this part is, you know, he's trying to find Tommy and Joel goes up to him and like, he's like, how do I get West? And there's like the best way to go West is go East. Like get out of here. Like if you want to stay alive, don't go in that direction because that direction is trouble. 
and I just really love this moment. And it's it's these little moments, right, in The Last of Us that I think this really make the show these little human character interactions that really make the show what it is and make these characters who they are. So I just I just love this whole opening. Um, then of course leads to Joel. You know, I think really starting to feel the weight of the journey that he's on we get his first uh panic attack that uh that he deals with but um yeah I, I i love this introduction i think it's great and you know this is this is what it's like yeah we're just on like we are continuing our journey and i and i think this is where the show is shining right now yeah you're absolutely right like you don't it's rare to see moments you know, of of a hostage situation i guess you could say that have so much levity to them like where it's like yeah oh, this is kind of weirdly chill moment uh, but yeah, i'd love to kind <laughs> yeah. of get your your thoughts on how this opening sequence went for you compared to all the other opening sequences that we've had throughout this series this is probably the funnest because there's a lot of like humor that's happening inside this cabin you know last episode we we dealt with a lot of like violence and and people dying and so and the previous episodes with all the other craziness that's happening before the actual event this one felt really nice to actually like see okay like these are people that live outside the city and they're living on their own they're natives definitely and you could tell that you know they they don't deal with a lot of strangers but if they do you know there is some sort of assurance that they're not going to kill any everyone or anyone who kind of comes into their house which is a little weird I, right. I thought that you know her her um the the wife who kind of just kind of associated that these two are okay they don't they don't yeah. bother me but yeah it's still and scary. they've been out there for a long time right they said that they've been out there longer than the last 20 years where this you know this quarter crew has been wrecking havoc on the world right it's like they've just been like they've been outskirted living on their own for a long time yeah and it's it, it's kind of like there is like this myth that's has happened around them that they've they know that there are events that are happening around their area that leads to death. And that's kind of where they tell Joel, don't go that way. Don't go to the death river. Stay away because all you'll find is death. Well, the name lives up to it, right? I mean, that's kind of, yeah. that's that's a good thing, I guess, at that point. Uh, and then we kind of get to this campfire sequence. And what I love here is that there's a lot of, I guess you could say foreshadowing for what's to come eventually in the future of the last of us world. And you look at, if you've had a chance to play the second game and again, I won't get into just to spoiler territory here, but there's a lot of ambitions that, that, that Ellie has here. You know, she, she wants to, she wants to go to space. She wants to feel that love of space and, and Joel really wants to farm. He wants sheep. There's, there's so much just, I want to just retire and relax kind of thing. And I love this moment as well because Ellie gets to kind of have her, her first drink and you know anytime i think in any show you watch a kid having their first drink the reactions i was like oh this is disgusting and i mean i think rightfully so anytime anyone's had a drink it's like oh my god why do people do this and then why do we know, drink these things why do yeah. we drink these things um and then we also kind of get that that explanation between you know joel and and, and ellie's to figure out why she didn't talk about sam why didn't she say like hey like i saw sam's by you know the night before and i thought you know, I got this healing blood. Let me put some on there, slap some of that Ellie branded blood on there. And the next thing you know, he'll be all fine. And it's that it's that moment that kind of I think what was really important for me is it lets you know that Ellie is still a child, that the decisions so that she's making, exactly the decisions that she's making 
while being in while being in an instance of an adult, while she's doing things that most 14-year-olds won't do, she's still a child. And her reasoning and thinking is still that of a 14-year-old. So I really, really loved that moment. And Anthony, I'd love to kind of get, you know, this campfire sequence that we were kind of given here up until when we leave that and get to I guess you could say the standoff between the ranchers and and Ellie and Joel. I'd love to kind of get your whole thoughts on that sequence. I think it's it's good like character building between the two. You know, you needed this. Three months have have passed since the death of Henry and Sam. So we there's a lot of like stuff that's happened in between that, but we as you know a viewer, we we're just seeing it just as a, a time lapse of sorts. This is really the first time we see them bond. We see that Joel understands where Ellie's coming from. He shares a little bit about himself that he wants to own sheep and a ranch. And Ellie wants to go to the moon because she loves space. So there's these little things that will add up to the end of this episode that really summarizes why these two are together. Um, But it, it just, it's, it's good to see this, this character building because it just builds that bond that she's not cargo anymore. She is now, you know, precious material. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, she's buried treasure. I don't she's know. Buried, no, but you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like she's very important to him now and we'll see later on in this episode why. And there's a really good, really good moment where she's like, you, you talk in your sleep, you know, you keep mumbling in your sleep and, we learn why he does it. And she's so ambitious and so initiated in what it is to be, I guess, an, a kid, but also this teenage adult who has to kind of protect. She's learning from Joel. She wants to, she wants to stand guard. She wants to take care of him now. You know, these are things that build between you know, two people in a relationship. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like there's there's that that moment that they're kind of bonding. They're getting to know each other on a much more deeper level. Like everything so far has been kind of surface level. And there's been this moment of like, like we only saw in the last couple episodes really where Ellie was finally breaking through with her comedy with Joel. And now you're kind of breaking through even further. Like they've gone through loss together. And that, if doesn't bind you, then what will? Support for the movie podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who have trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code MOVIEPOD at manscaped.com. If my math is correct... That's about 14 million balls. You know what I didn't know I needed, but I needed is an LED light on my shaver. Oh my God. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. There is darkness, especially around that area. (laughs) It works so well. You can really pinpoint all the hairs and you're like, okay, I got this point. Because you hair kind of like starts to mesh and you really don't see it properly. But with this LED light, it's super bright and you can get everything precision cut it's a 4000k led spotlight so you are literally putting a spotlight to your genitals down there to make sure you're you're treating them as you should the skin safe proprietary technology that they use for uh the the lawnmower is really good like i i i 
was always a little hesitant going down there. And then I felt safe. I felt like there was protection there. Manscaped just makes it so easy to choose a tool, whatever you're using, be it the beer trimmer, the lawnmower, the weed whacker. And it just feels like there is like this accessibility to it that I absolutely love. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code MoviePod at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use code MoviePod. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job at Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Your balls will thank you. Your balls well, thank you. I think, you know, like Anthony mentioned, you know, this has been three months since Henry and Sam. There's a lot that happened in that time that we don't see. Um, but you are picking up on them in a spot where they seem a lot closer, right? Just like Anthony is saying. And I think going through the last episode, we all went through it. I mean, this last week, like after like living through that episode five, that going back to it, you know, that final scene in that motel is ingrained in my head you know like that is something that i can't get out of my head lamar and again not just because we have lamar johnson on the show but he his face after he shoots sam is such an incredible portrayal of just shock and i think that changes you and i think that changes joel that changes ellie and that is i think put them on a path of them becoming a lot closer together yeah, absolutely. And we're we're seeing all of that occur. And now we get to this moment where they're kind of crossing over a hill and all of a sudden these people show up on horses. They're they're they kind of like got this red dead redemption thing going on here with the bandanas over their for over their faces and mm-hmm. hats on. And you can tell they are they're not here to mess around. Like they're bu- they're straight away business and they're like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? What's going on? They bring out the dog that can sniff for infected or sniff the infection which is i thought so cool i mean like dogs can really do so much we have bomb sniffing dogs and now we have infected sniffing dogs so i think that's really Cordyce- cool. cordyceps sniffing dogs Co- you know cordyceps cordyceps sniffing dogs yeah. yeah and this is a this is a scary moment because in the game this is not something that we had to incur and you know they're not using the old traditional method of the the fedra tracking system so we get to this dog this dog sniffs joel a-okay. And now we're getting closer and closer to Ellie. And you see yeah. Joel kind of going to that panic attack moment again. Things start but they did have down. the trackers, though. They, they did, did have the Federa. They did, yeah. So after, because the oh, dog yes, would yes, yes, sniff sorry. them now and then they would, yes, they would yes, scan, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, you're right. My bad. Clearly, I didn't watch the show. Um, yeah. I'm just making Wait, this up. Wait, they the did, moment. right? Now, now I'm second guessing myself. Did they not have the. Yeah, because they, they even asked, because I think Joel even asked, like, oh, how'd you get that? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm catching up. I love, I like the show, right? Uh, yeah, Shay, do you want, ne- join us next week. We can talk about episode six with you. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what show is this again? The Last of Us. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so then we have that moment where the dog is getting closer and closer to Ellie, and the, that tension is building up. Even for me, I'm like, oh my god, how are they going to get out of this? And I think yeah. that's what I love about the show the most is, as someone who's played the game, I'm still on my toes. I'm still trying to figure out what is going to happen next. I, are they going to take this in a bit of a different direction? Is this going to be a shootout that leads to Joel f- discovering Tommy at a certain point? Does Joel kill Tommy? What happens? Like, there's so many crazy Whoa. things going in my mind, right? <laughs> this moment is great. The they get the pass. The dog has some fun with with Ellie. They they have that they build that bond relationship, and we get taken to the town of Jacksonville. And I thought that was so cool because in the game, the difference here is that we are taken to an area, but it's more like 
incomplete. There's there's just some things that are kind of getting up. It's more of a power plant that we kind of get to. We don't get to really see the town that we get to see in The Last of Us Part Two, And this was a great moment as we're going through the town. And I teared the hell up the second Joel yells, Tommy? And then Tommy just sees him. And even though we haven't really seen Tommy since episode one, I felt it. I, I just felt it that moment, that brotherly love, that moment of oh, yeah. just kind of colliding and hugging and just kind of like, I've been trying to get in touch with you for so long. I've been sending messages. Where have you been? And I, the way that this, this moment really crashed on me. Uh, Daniel, I'd love to kind of get your, your thoughts on how this moment went for you. Yeah, no, it's it was an incredible moment. I think this was my favorite part of the episode um, just because we also kind of because Ellie's story has, you know, kind of taken over, like, uh, obviously, it is the basis of the show. We also kind of forget that, yeah, Joel's whole reason for even being in the situation that he is, is because of Tommy, right? We don't we don't really think about that. He's like, oh, because he's trying to find out where Tommy is. So he makes these deals. He's getting these parts. You can get a car and go to Tommy. So in a lot of the ways, Tommy is responsible for Joel being on this mission, right? Um, because he goes off the radar and he finds out that because, you know, like Maria and the town is kept you no know, off the grid and that includes not going on the radio. So no one's kind of intercepting their signals and finding out where they are and stuff like that. But um, that moment between Pedro Pascal and Gabriel Luna, uh, phenomenal acting. You just feel the brotherly love. You feel that just that that million emotions probably going through both of their minds of just like, how is this possible? How are you here? I'm angry at you, but I love you and I want to hug you, but I also want to punch you because I'm just feeling everything all at once in this moment. Um, but getting to see the town, getting to see, you know, what's Tommy and his, you know, his, you know, his new family and this new community have been doing um, really amazing to see. Like Shay said, you don't really get to see that in the game to the extent like we do in like Last of Us Part Two. Um, so getting to see like that the community is already a thing and it's like oh my god here's you know the barn with lights and here's these you know these areas that we recognize that we know come later in the game again no spoilers of the story but these locations will come back and it's nice to see that this is an established town already um and it's it's cool to see joel and ellie and uh of course like you no know, tommy and marie and everyone here um i i don't know if we're if this is jumping too ahead uh but there is a horse character that uh, we also we're, we're, we're going to be getting to that. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll let oh, you. Yeah. I'll let you get there. There's, but yeah, there's definitely some moments in in this town area, and and I'd love to get your thoughts. You know, this is a this is a very emotional sequence, and I'm sure that whenever you see your brother, Anthony, this is exactly how it goes, right? Yeah, we uh, we yell each other's names out, and then we uh, <laughs> we we run to each other, and then yeah, we hug, you just embrace, and then we fight, and then we just, you're not my brother, you're not my brother. Um, but no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the juxtaposition of this episode compared to the last episode, because that last episode is also about brothers, but you know, these are two brothers that died. Now, Joel has his brotherly moment where he's alive. It's just interesting how they, this, the story kind of weaves itself. Now, Joel has this endearing moment with his brother, um, Tommy being, you know, gone for so long. It's, uh, it's super interesting to just see those that kind of juxtaposition between the two, but it's, it was nice to have that moment because you really don't feel it in the game. Like, like you feel it in this episode. Cause you, you see Tommy's putting up like some sort of scaffolding and he yells out his name. 
you clearly see they make eye contact. Tommy looks so different. He has the long hair. He has the mustache. He has a, no, does, he doesn't have a mustache. I don't know why I think he's he has a, a mustache. Go, he's got like a goatee thing He has a goatee, on. yes. Uh, I don't know why I think he has a mustache. But like they hug. He could have a mustache. It's, it's very prominent, the mustache. That's why. So I get it. Yeah. So We don't watch the show. Don't worry. And then you, he introduces <laughs> him to the family. But there's one big thing that you kind of take away is Joel he doesn't fit in right away because he knows that Tommy has told Maria things about him. And he even says like, okay, can we have the table for family? And that's when Joel learns that Tommy and Maria, uh, Maria, is it? Yeah, it's Maria, right? Maria have yeah. been, have married, uh, been married and all this stuff. And there's also a little glimpse. I feel like there is a glimpse of Dina in this episode. That's what I, I was going to say. The girl like, that's staring at Ellie. Yes, there is. And if you play the last of us, um, two, you'll see Dina is a big part of that, um, game. But yeah, I feel like that's a, a little subtle nod to Dina. It's it's interesting to know that Maria knows everything about Joel. And there's a little bit of mm-hmm. conflict between the two. Because oh, yeah. Joel mentions to um Joel mentions to Ellie that he followed his brother because he wanted to protect him. Right? Throughout the whole adventure of going from Texas to Boston, him joining the Fireflies is because his brother wanted to be this hero. But when you hear Maria talk about Joel, it was Joel that kind of pulled Tommy with him and became like this, you know, fucking the the assassination squad. Because that's they, they have this yeah. aura of like they killed a lot of things and a lot of people yeah. and, and they were bad people. And I, I'm conflicted. I don't know where, I don't know what their history is. I don't know who's telling the truth who isn't who's who, who's what really happened between these two i don't think we'll ever know maybe season two we'll maybe dive into it but there is a there's conflict and I, I i don't know if that's on purpose or or what but it's it was just interesting to see maria know everything about him and then we kind of lead yeah. into ellie's uh discovery I like I like that you said that because there's definitely some animosity there. Like there's like this thing like Maria's probably just like yeah you made my brother do some really awful things, um, and I and I think Tommy is my yeah well sorry yeah you made your brother do some really terrible things sorry, um, and I think there's some resentment there, um, and you know she's probably grateful like yeah you kept him alive and I've met him and now I'm you know we are together and married and going to have a kid but also like y'all did some really shady ass shit. Um, to survive in this world, right? And I and I think that's interesting that um, there's already that little bit of a clashing of personalities where it's like right. Joel knows who his brother is. Joel's known his brother his whole life and now he's probably just like, no, who is this person coming in and changing who you are and what you really are deep inside, right? right? Yeah, and, and Maria is exactly that person, right? She's like, she's very much like Joel in that scenario. Yeah, Anthony, go ahead. I just want to bring up that this is actually happening during Christmas time too. I know it doesn't feel like Christmas, but it is a Christmas episode, which it just, <laughs> it's just, it kind of like, it's so interesting to get a Christmas episode in the last of us. I don't think the game really focused on Christmas that much, but it, this does, this episode does take place during Christmas, but it doesn't feel like Christmas in, in the little town of, of, uh, of Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Yeah. But I mean, like twenty years with um, 
where people are turning into zombies i'm wondering are we still are we going to still celebrate christmas you know but i but i think this is a step back this community is a step back and let's try and get back to our old ways and i think you know having people in the theater having the lights like yeah i think it's a step back in that direction but maybe maybe they just don't uh they weren't talking about the christmas you know maybe maybe you know what i want to know now is like are they going to be able to celebrate the traditional holidays that we have like can you imagine halloween in this world like where <laughs> there are pumpkins out like is that a is that an actual infected or are you dressed as an infected is what i want to know yeah damn there's no be you a, can't uh, prank people in this world you can't, you can't, you, like, you're asking to die yeah, you're asking to die 100 and last of us meet a yeah ghost, ghost face? killer yeah. inside of a last of us uh world mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the next the evolution of scream Oh, damn. Because they, they only down. scream is a trilogy in The Last of Us World. Technically. Right? There's yeah. been no other films after that. So, yeah. you never know. You, you never, never know. know. Yeah. They, they probably they should watch that. And again, we get to we get to see this girl who, you know, might be Dina. And that is going to be an important character for the second season of this show, or at least in the second game. And then, Daniel, like you, like you mentioned before, we get to meet a very special horse named Shimmer who also plays a very big role in the second. I mean, it's interesting that a horse can play a big role. Uh, yeah. The, ho- the horse is the but it's But it's baby shimmer, you know? Like, it's it shimmers yes. so, it's such a little baby. And it, I'm baby like, oh, shims. my God. And, and that's that's so cool that you could do these things with the, with the foresight of, like, knowing that, you know, we've already made the second game. We know where the story is going. So we can yeah. start planting all these little extra seeds now in it so seeing a, a little a little baby shimmer i'm like oh this is amazing this is so cool little shims yeah go ahead anthony a little I, shimmy i just want to bring up the 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 moment that tommy realizes that what a commune is and how like a <laughs> communist type of yeah. I- ideology yeah, yeah. so yeah. funny lives He's inside like, oh, this yeah. place <laughs> he, here's this guy who's gone to the army fights for freedom all that but it doesn't really Desert storm that. all that yeah everything that's happening here it is a comment <laughs> like everyone shares everything everyone does their own like their their main thing everyone gets paid the same i don't know if they get paid but you know what i'm saying like it's just it's just funny and he's like oh yeah i guess and it's oh, you know shoot. joel joel looks at him like Fucking idiot. Come on, buddy. Come on. You call me. Yeah. You call me. <laughs> no, it's Tommy. It's not it's Tommy, not Kami. Tommy the Kami. That's that's what we're saying from now on. Tommy the Kami. Tommy the Kami from the Cordycep crew. Oh, but uh, he's not a, he could be a Cordycep compadre. Let's not rule him out. Sorry. Tommy the Kami from the Cordycep compadre crew. Man, now it just sounds like uh, we're we're really confused. We're just things. rhyming. We're just it just sounds like a riddle at this point. We are, we are. But again, yeah. I, really quickly, I just want to say again, I love that we get to see Jacksonville. Yes, and it's you know up and running. Um, it looks exactly like the opening scene of the second game. Absolutely, we we're just like walking through it. I'm like, oh my god! Like here's where all the kids are playing in the little p- playground, and you know, snowball fights. Like this is so familiar, and like instantly, as soon as we saw, it, I'm like, wow, this is this is another way the show is just nailing the you know what it is this it's show, amazing this show is a very big show for just like this episode is just full of information because it's not just tommy yeah. it's about like jacksonville it's about uh ellie realizing joel has a daughter it's about ellie having this this we're going to talk about it like this this heated argument with joel about where they go next it's about joel having closure it's so many things that are happening this episode's a lot of information it's compared to what we had before 
this episode out of all of them is setting up what the next season is also going to be the most because that is the most important part of the next season. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get to you know Joel and, and Tommy having that that discussion in the bar. We kind of Joel says, yeah, you know, Ellie's this big wig Firefly's daughter, and I got I got to get her there. And Tommy asks like, hey, how's Tess doing? And there's that pause. You know, she's doing fine, doing great. Uh, then we cut over to Ellie, and she's she comes out of the shower, and she notices that. You know, Maria has left her some things. She left her a diva cup, for example. And, you know, in the last couple episodes, you know, Ellie do- does discover those tampons. So clearly, you know, the forefront of of Ellie's, uh, you know, maturity, her going through puberty is definitely something that's also brought to light a lot more, more so than the games ever did. And I'm sure for people who are watching the show, that representation that we normally don't see in a lot of media is finally there and the normalization of it the fact that like yeah this is what's happening to her this is how she what she's going through and these are the things yeah that are it's important. normal you know like you know it's, it's just normal like, like it it's just something that deal. half the planet goes through so relax yeah, half the planet you know? i think maybe more than half the planet goes through <laughs> yeah, yeah i think so more men have died for sure um and then we you know we get that haircut sequence and we start to find out more about maria and, and tommy and what's going on but i think the biggest moment here is 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 ellie finally finding out about sarah and that is so pivotal because in that moment ellie knows right away who joel is what joel has gone through and everything clicks for ellie at that moment she finally figures it all out and it's like Okay, I get it. And then we get to this moment of, you know, Joel and Tommy still having this 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 other discussion. He's and Joel's like, "Listen, I'm too old for this. Like, there was she saved my life, and you know, like ten five five or ten years ago, I I could have done this. I could have heard that guy coming. It was just a kid, and now I can. Like, you got to take this on. You need to go. I pr- I swore to test that I would be able to do this, but I really can't. You you got to do this for me. And I love this moment because you see Ellie just kind of walking in the snow and. She hears that last that moment of it where it's like you need to be you need to take her and go and immediately she's like this guy that I I felt like I'd finally built that bond with what the hell like what the hell was all this for and then Joel goes over to Ellie wants to tell her like hey this is this is what's kind of happened here and Ellie talks about hey like I know about Sarah but like what are you doing here like you clearly like you don't care about me like last time you cared about somebody was you know Sarah and you know, you, you're going through what loss is. And, and this is where Joel drops one of my favorite lines in the entire game and the show. And he just says, you have no idea what loss is. And it's just such a, such a pivotal moment. And they go back and forth. And then Ellie, and then Joel drops the other big one where it said, you're right. You're not my daughter. And I sure as hell ain't your dad. And he's down to go their separate ways. Anthony, what, what about this moment? How did this moment sit with you? Um, I do want to talk a little bit just before we get into this moment. It's just the the, the conversation he has with Tommy. It's interesting because he doesn't trust him anymore. He tells him lies. He tells him that Tess is alive. He doesn't confide in him. He's a little yeah. standoffish. He, I think he he went into this town hoping that Tommy would be this hero. And clearly he's settling down and he doesn't like it. You know, Tommy's having a yeah. kid with Maria. There's there's a lot of things that have happened in Tommy's life that are good. And I think Joel, he, he, he wasn't part of it. And as well as he, there's a little bit of resentment. I think he's re- he resents him. Yeah, yeah because for sure. his life didn't end up the way Tommy's life is ending up. Like, you know, he yeah. doesn't have the love that he was in love with. He doesn't have the daughter. 
here's Tommy yeah. living that life. He has like a second chance. So there's there's a lot of like distrust just leading into it. And then we go into um, Maria and an Ellie conversation. Maria having a child and having like a child, like I was looking at the date, like that kid was like three years old when it died. You know, it's such a sad, like it, again, it builds on the tragedy of this world that we live in. And Ellie realizing, holy shit, Joel has a daughter named Sarah, yeah. roughly my age. Like then, how could you not tell me that? You right. know, like, and then you, you could put the things together. Like, shit, I'm I'm the stand-in daughter for him too. Like, I I feel like she knows that too. Um, and then yeah, that that whole conversation where Ellie is just reading. Uh, a teenager's journal from that time period of 2003 and how she's like, is yeah. this what they really talked about? And it's just boys and, you know, like just how far disconnected the world she's in is to where the world left in 2003. And, you know, everyone's so much more mature than living their lives differently. And that is not the world that the, the innocence of just being in a relationship is not the world that Ellie lives in. It's like survival, right? Like how she has yeah. her, her journal would be, I didn't get killed today. I didn't get killed today. Part two. I didn't get killed today. Day three. You know, like it's, I killed someone. Day it's, four. Literally, it's literally Bruce Wayne's journal every day. Oh my uh, God. Just dark. My blood save people. Question mark. <laughs> um, Weird fact. But yeah, they have it's, that. It's very different from how they did it in the game as well. Right. Because in the game, there's that whole moment where Ellie kind of runs away and she just kind of like, is is showing that rebellion side of thing that teenagers do go through and i love that her immediate response is like this is what they had to go through like boys and what to wear yeah and it just it's funny because she does she's never lived that life so she's just kind of like it's almost like a time capsule for her but then they have this heated argument i think it's a very the, the very first argument between joel and ellie and it's a really dark one because She's like, I'm not Sarah. And he's like, you're treading on thin ice. Yeah. You could you could hear it in the voice. And I remember watching the motion capture of that scene in the game. And it just feels so real. And the I, I'm so surprised they never played this game. Like I cannot believe, you know, these these performances by Bella and Pedro are exactly like the game, but just on a higher level. But it's exactly yeah. the feeling of playing the game. It's like, there's no way you didn't play. You, you guys must have played this game. But um, this, this fight between, it feels, you know, a, a father and daughter fight was mm -hmm. really like, I'm going to give you to my brother who you don't know and you're going to go on this, this mission with him. And she has so much, you know, distrust for him right now. You're giving me up. You know, all the people in my life have died and the only one who really cared about me was you. And now you're giving me up. And, you know, we learn why we're going to we're going to talk about that soon. But like, it's just, you know, great character building, great, great, like the, 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 the building of these two people, why they're so important together is is essential. Yeah. And I, and I really love, uh, you know, Maria has that line, too, when she's talking with Ellie and she's cutting her hair. She's like, you know, be careful who you put your faith in. And it's like, damn, like. Maria knows the shit that they've gone through. And I think, yeah, Anthony, like you mentioned, like Joel has so much, I think resentment towards Tommy for having the life that 
I think he always wanted, but also feeling like, I think Joel feels like Tommy thinks he's above it all now. Like not, not above all, like not the like world, but him, like, just but like, yeah, but just like above the yeah. violence. Like he's more like, that's not who I am. He's anymore. a born again. Like, I'm not we'll like that. Anymore, right. He's, he's kind of, you know, like, like he, he's like bo- born again, Jacksonville, you know, like he's just <laughs> in that world now. Like born this again is, communist. this is who I am. <laughs> born again, communist, uh, born again, commie who is just, I want to live my life here. I want to be with my wife. I want to have my kid. And that's kind of where we're going. Um, but I, again, this moment is again, is another pivotal moment from the game where you, you, you know, Joel and Ellie are together and they're having that moment and we're getting all the, this is like so many shots from the trailer are from the scene. It was like, you have no idea what loss is. And it's just, it hits so hard because both of them, Joel and Ellie are so similar. They are so similar. And I think that's what, drives them both crazies because when you have two similar people they're going to butt heads and i think that's what also has made them survive as long as they have so far but great great moment i absolutely adore the scene um and it's another one that's you know it's a little different from what we've gotten in the game because like shay said there was a whole chase sequence and all of that and there's a whole shootout at raiders come to the town and everything like that but i think the way it's set up in the show leads for it to feel like you know this place can be you know, salvation for them, right? And I think let's keep it feeling safe for a little while longer. Yeah, absolutely. And like you guys nailed it. Like they are so similar. And finally, in this moment, you know, the next day kind of comes, it's dawn, Tommy's ready, he's ready to go. And here comes Joel. Like, no, I'm going to do this. They needed that fight, mm-hmm. right? They needed, they needed that big moment to to really understand where they kind of stood in all this, where they yep. really do have each other's backs and Joel and Ellie are inseparable. And the and this is that fight that kind of gets them to that point. So I'm so glad we get to kind of have it. Um, yeah, you need those fights, right? You, you Like you even that. friends, family have those fights because like through, you know, through that, those fights and those arguments that brings you closer together 100 yeah and then they have that conversation between each other anthony i you'd love to talk about that i'm sure yeah that's, that's so it's strange because the story is so it's so well paced but then you know from one moment joel and tommy are 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 distrustful fighting. and then you'll yeah. see joel confiding in tommy he tells tommy you know ellie is immune she's been immune for like ever like there she is the cure she could be the cure and he tells her he tells him why he can't do it and it's because of sarah and not being able to protect her and that's why he has these nightmares and he can't you know mm-hmm. all these weaknesses he's, and he's crying he's and he, he just yeah. he's completely off and he's like i can't be the person that she needs to be and, the, and that which leads to the fight but it's just it's so good to see this we don't get to see that in the game the brotherly relationship, especially Joel's not such until a, part two. Right. And, and not even, I guess, yeah, in the beginning of part two, Joel is so right. strong. You don't really see him confide. So this is the first time we actually see him as like a broken man, you know, mm-hmm. which then leads yeah, he's, to he's showing his weakness the morning, the next morning, the next morning. And there we are, you know, we, 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 we get on that horse, we ride over and then the story continues. We get to this laboratory and clearly this is where everything was supposed to kind of go down. This is where finally we're going to get the resolve that we kind of need, but it looks like this place has been completely trashed, like 
people have shown up, raiders have shown up. And in, in the game, it's such a big sequence. And I, and I love the sequence because there's so much tensity that happens. And in, in, in this episode, it's literally the last like five minutes this episode is just this sequence. So I'm so surprised how quickly they're able to speed it up. But now that I, you know, we know how the show kind of goes and how the game goes, I get it. I'm like, yeah, you didn't need to spend that long here. You kind of make this moment. An attack happens. Joel gets stabbed and, you know, you're kind of left in that wondering moment of like, oh, my God, what's happening here? You know, what? Ellie's, like, Ellie's what? panicking. Yeah. Ellie's yeah. panicking. She gets him on the horse. They just start to they start to ride and Joel is just fading and fading away. Uh, Daniel, please, like this, this, this moment here that we got, well, how did you feel about it? Um, it's very fast, you know, and, and I think that's one of the things that I was hoping that um, would linger a little bit longer only because uh again i I love this moment in the game and i get the game has to you know stretch things out a little bit more but uh i do wish that we spent some more time here exploring the university we still got the monkeys we still got them like exploring a little bit of the university but it is a bigger moment in the game um where in the show it just felt like this guy kind of came up and just you know, it's just stab Joel, which is also very scary as well, too. Um, but again, I, I, I wish I think we could have spent a little bit more time here. But again, it did what it needed to do. And then from there, you know, we just kind of were left waiting like shit. Now what? I did find the ending a little anticlimactic because it, it just felt like the stab was too. It was too it's fast. It was fast. It was too general. It was like this guy. I get it. Now Joel can't hear. So he probably couldn't hear the guy coming from behind. But it just felt like, yeah, it's just. Here you go. It, I felt <laughs> delivery. I, I, <laughs> slow insert. It, it was a slow yeah. insert. I wish there was more. Um, I don't know. I, I I wish there was more of a fight between these these rate these sad raiders or hunters and the two because I just felt and again they only have so much time. There was a lot of information given in this episode. I get it, but. I just felt like in the game, you feel that when you get to this point, you think Joel's dead. You know, like he's he's badly wounded. And the little stab, because it just it just was a little stab because that's how it felt. It didn't yeah. feel like, oh, this guy's really injured. In the game, it does, because that guy he like, He falls, he right? Falls, he Ellie, falls and he's impaled with the pipe. Like it's a it's a lot bigger in the yeah, game. For and sure. Ellie's helping him out of the school and all that, and they get on the horse, and this is it's this whole thing. But I do like that now that Ellie, you know, this whole thing that you had to protect me, I have to protect you all oh, in yeah. one episode. It's um it's interesting now that Ellie has to be the guardian and take care of Joel, where does it go from here? Yeah, you can totally tell that Ellie is so stressed out at this moment. She's like, I don't need this right now. I don't need you to die on me because I have no idea where to go, what to do, and how to do it. You're right, and I do wish this confrontation was a bit bigger. I wish that there was a lot more that kind of happened here. But I think like this, this you know, it, it, this is a little off topic, but the knife reminded me of the knife in 21 Jump Street that Jonah Hill gets stabbed with in the back. Like it's got this like <laughs> bone kind of like handle on it. Yeah. And it, it's it's just right through him. Like, it's like, oh, that's not a good stab. There are not a lot of good stabs out there. They're like, I haven't seen a stab where I'm like, oh, that's a good stab. Uh, that was but a stab. One definitely that was a good stab. Like, this one definitely looks like it's going gonna, it's gonna to really bite Joel in the ass a little bit here. And obviously, we get on the horse. We start to go down our way. And you're now posed this question of, will Joel survive? And will Ellie survive? 
So I think that's really interesting. I think when episode seven comes out, a lot of people are going to be clamoring on to what's going to happen here. And you know what? We're here with you. We're here with you after the show as well to discuss all about that when episode seven does come out. So please, please stay tuned here. I'd love to kind of get your guys' reaction to the entire episode, you know, to sum it up how it felt for you. And Daniel, we'll start with you. Uh, great episode again. This makes me so excited for the future of the show. Seeing Jacksonville, seeing, you know, a future seeing a safe haven um i love tommy i love gabriel luna so seeing him back in this world um after missing him for so long i think there's some great moments especially for joel in this episode i mean he's had so many um uh, but he really we really get to see a little bit more of an edgier side of joel in this and i and i really liked seeing that um because he is starting to soften obviously to ellie but when it comes to his brother like your little brother is always gonna be your little brother and you're always one out gonna have like that authority over him um but i also love the opening to this again um the last of us every single episode has some incredible opening scenes and this is another one that it just i love it's just it's so good because it's also a moment of levity as well too where all of the other episodes you feel the dire you know doom and gloom and just the heaviness this one even though joel is trying to interrogate this older couple um it comes off very playful and light and it's really fun but overall great episode i think it really is going to set the events to come and it's setting the tone for what's coming in the next couple episodes for sure absolutely anthony what about yourself great episode a lot of character building world building a lot of uh I guess questions answered, closure, as well as more questions unanswered and things that have opened up. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Like, it's it just gets bigger and bigger each episode, and it's interesting where we leave off with this one. Now, Ellie, like I said, being the guardian for Joel and having to kind of like take care of him. What does she do? Where does she go? But uh, yeah, I, I enjoy Tommy a lot, and I hope to see him more often than not. Is, are we just rhyming now? I I keep rhyming with Tommy the commie and the <laughs> Cordyceps compadres. Cordyceps compadres. A lot of alliteration and rhyming going on today. For yeah. our episode. Cordyceps compadres. Hashtag yep. Cordyceps compadres, Cordyceps crew, whatever you want to call us. But I think Cordyceps compadres really just nails it. Um, solid. This is another you know, phenomenal episode in The Last of Us catalog that we're getting here another episode about brotherhood and how even with distance and time the bond never breaks and that's clearly what we see here you know there are definitely patches there are areas that need fixing but when you have a love that joel and tommy have for each other you know they can pull through and get through it together and it also shows you know joe's joel's understanding of how important human relationships are and how strong his word is and his bond is that no matter how much he tries to fight it at the end of the day joel will still do what is right and you know getting that moment with ellie is so important we're left on a on a bit of a cliffhanger here like we are pretty much with every episode and every episode ends with some sort of death or just some sort of really bad sadness is Joel dead? What will we have? What will happen next? Let's stay tuned for the next episode of The Last of Us HBO and then follow us after for the movie podcast after show of The Last of Us HBO. And we will have a lot more to talk about then. We're getting closer and closer to the end of this season, nine episodes. So 
it's coming down to the wire. What's going to happen? You know, I'm really, really excited to keep talking about this with my cordyceps compadres. Of course, we are the movie podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Make sure you're following us on YouTube as well. Daniel is doing a another clicker dance, I believe that was, or was that the infected dance? I'm not sure what that dance is. What dance is that? That's one? like the the little those little things coming out of my mouth. Oh, okay, but, okay, that was, that was yeah. good. No, that was good. You you'd be di- you'd be dead right away. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'd be done. I'd be gone. Yeah, you'd be gone. Uh, make sure wherever you're listening to us, if it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform of choice, if you can leave us five stars, a thumbs up, or comment, we'd really, really appreciate that as well. Leave us some comments on YouTube as well. Tell us what you thought of this episode, how it went for you. We'd love to know. And of course, that was this time of the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. Mm-hmm.